Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. And I am broadcasting live from Vegas, Nigeria. Uh, how are you doing? Hey, people. Yes, I know. It's been it's been a while. Yes, I haven't had a show in what three weeks or so. Um, it's been crazy hectic. You know, just running. Um, I've been so busy going from location to um, hosting recitals, and it's been really crazy trying to get you know just you know getting all of us together to chat and you know interact. But of course, 
you know how it is. I like to switch things up. You know how the Naked Talk is. It's unfiltered, uh, very uncensored, uncut. And I just thought it would be nice to, you know, add an extra day to the week. And let's see, we could, you know, have, I mean, because I have a lineup of really interesting conversations with great, amazing people. Now, you're listening to the Naked Talk with Alex Kroji, and this is a one-stop place to get real, authentic conversations that will empower your mind. Uh, yes, we keep it real. We tell it like it is. It's all about straight talk, no bullshit. Yeah. And don't forget I say um, expression is a sign of strength, no weakness. It's okay for you to be who you really are and say what's on your mind, <laughs> you know. Uh, well, this is Alex Akurji, and I'm so glad to be back here. Uh, it's nice to be talking. Now, wherever you're listening from, uh, don't forget, get into the chat room. Make sure you sign into the chat room. Or follow the conversation on Twitter. Don't forget to hashtag the Naked Talk and Twitter at Alex Okoji, um and get the conversation going. Now, if you want to call into the show, um, you can dial the number to dial is plus one two one five three eight three three seven six six. Call plus one two one five three eight three three seven six six, and uh, we'll get to talk. Uh, I've got a pretty interesting guest. Um, lined up for the show, and this is somebody that I've been wanting to talk about, you know, talk to for for quite a while now, and it's nice to finally sort of get him on the show. Now, what are we talking about this week? For the lovely community, and, you know, it's with my special guest, Henry Balogun. Um, It's, uh, first of all, you know, he's, uh, I'm going to save the introductions, but, you know, we're going to be having a really stripped-down conversation about his passion for human management, public services as well as um, his love for community. Now, let's talk about love for community. I'm someone who um, really, really is passionate about my community. You know, I I, I like to get involved in... Now, I think that there are different groups of people. I know that there are some people who are more involved in humanitarian works and charity works and trying to develop their community. And there are people who actually invest their time in building human resources you know, that also sort of help develop a community. And I, I think that I would probably belong to the, you know, I probably belong to the second part of, you know, second group, which is the people who develop human resources. Because I would say my life as an expressionist, um, my life as an expressionist, first of all, uh, I basically uh, trying to promote expression as a tool um, to help develop thought leaders as well as promote um, mental growth you know, and empower the minds. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, first of all, I think that um, it's you know it's pretty exciting to just be on the show and meet my guest. And my guest, um, he's you know like I said, someone I've been wanting to talk to for so long. Um, so it's really nice, first of all, to have him on the show. Um, his name is Harry Balogo. He's um, an advocate. He's an advocate. Um, he's also um, a social entrepreneur. His all uh, he he funny enough, you know. His you know he has a weekly show on radio. He hosts um, a weekly radio show, um, preparing for public office on Radio Continental. Radio Continental is a terrestrial radio station here in Lagos, Nigeria, one hundred two point three. And of course, he's a regular commentator on TV Continental. Now, it's not only that. You know, it's funny because he's his career has basically spanned. Um, across public, you know, public service, the public sector, the private sector, 
And he, you know, has worked with the government as well. He's the, uh, you know, but let me say that. Let me not bust it all. Let me not bust it all because we're going to definitely be talking to uh, my guest on the show. But just before we speak with him, let's take a quick commercial break and we'll be back. Uncensored, very unfiltered. It's not scripted. We tell it like it is, and we're just going to have a fun conversation. So, wherever you're listening from, whether it's Africa, you're in the US, you're in the UK, you're in Lagos, Nigeria, just get on, get on the internet, get on, get on now, right now, and listen to the show. Don't forget, um, you can contribute to the show. Um, you can all, either tweet uh, hashtag the Naked Talk, tweet at Alex Gorgi, or you can even tweet at Henry Balogo. That's our guest, uh, his Twitter handle. Or you can um, get in the chat room. There's a live chat room right now. So just get in the chat room. And, um, of course, uh, let's chat. And, of course, your, um, what's it called? Your your uh, thoughts and your contributions, of course, will be read on the show. So, uh, yeah. Hello? Hi, Henry. Hello? Okay, um, you know, we're waiting to get um, Henry on the show. So like I was saying, I, I think I just lost him there. Uh, but this is still the Naked Talk, and what are we talking about? We're going to be talking about quite a number of things. Uh, we're talking about, um, like I said, we're talking about for the love of community. So, hello. Uh, and Hello. Hi. Hi, Alex. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Okay, I thought I lost you for a moment. I was wondering what was going on. No, I'm Hi. good. I'm, I'm here with you. Okay, first of all, let me say this. It is nice. First of all, I'm very honored to have you here on the show. Uh, I've been itching to drag you onto this show and just basically um, strip your mind. It's your mind we're trying to strip, you know, strip your mind naked. And so, first of all, you know, I think it's an honor, first of all, to have you right here on the Naked Talk with Alex. So how are you doing, Henry? How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. Thank you for the opportunity. Um, it's great to be here with you. I'm doing great. Um, all going well. Thank you. Okay. Hello? Um, I, yes, I can hear you. I can hear you very well. Um, I was trying to introduce you, and it's funny because your portfolio is really like, you know, I, I, I don't even know where to start from. Where do I start to talk about Henry from? Is it the public servant? Is it the is it the attorney? Is it the social entrepreneur? Where do I even start from? But you know what? That's me because I kind of have a little bit of inkling who 
Harry, you know, Harry Balogun is. But for the sake of our listeners, if I were to ask you who is Harry Balogun, how would you describe him? Oh, interesting. Um, Henry is just plain simple, as it says, um, an advocate and social entrepreneur. Um, I think I'm a man of many parts. I play many roles, and that's what I've always done. Background, obviously, um, an attorney and that's been 29 years at the bar. I've practiced law. I've um, lived in three different continents. I've lived here in Nigeria, Africa. I've lived in the Europe, um, in England, and in the USA. And um, also practiced law, um, social entrepreneurship, international missionary. Henry is that man of many parts, um, with different roles at different times. A very colorful career, very colorful career he has had. Um, and that, that's it. I think as we grow, I'll be able to express more of what's inside his head and why I play so many different roles at different times. Okay, um, and you know when you when you when you started saying all of those things, I'm like, oh my god, okay, where do we even start to pin him down from? Do, you, do we start to pin the advocate down? Do we talk about the attorney or we? But there's something that I think that it might be pretty similar in terms of all of the things that you're doing, you know. Um, and you know, this is coming from me having to follow some of your work and some of the things that you've been doing and how. Um, they pretty much everything seems to influence, sort of, you know, um, build and human human resource and build people. Now, let me ask you this: You worked in the private sector and you've worked in the public sector. Uh, how how do you how do you run them side by side in terms of how which which parts which where do you feel more comfortable or where have you felt more comfortable? Where has been more comfortable for you in terms of your career? Put it this way: I think the public, public, and the government stuff. The private sector is more about mm. dealing with customers, providing services, and trying to mm. satisfy customer needs. Um, basically, the idea there is you're investing mainly for purposes of profit. Everything you do is get to profitability of your investment, of the business you're running. In the case of mm. the public sector, it's something totally different. You're with this institution, mm. this institution that provides for the needs of the community, that drives uh, public policy, that the, you are entrusted with, if it's a democratically elected government, you're entrusted with that um, role, um, the duty of running the authority for the benefit, not of customers, but of citizens. This is where there's a difference. Mm. You're talking about providing infrastructure, you're talking about providing power, housing, um, security, um, basic amenities, water, electricity, energy. You're talking about managing resources. In both cases, yes, you're managing resources. Yes, there's some form of entrepreneurship because in the, it's a matter of being able to manage um, human and material resources, a financial management. But in the case of one, it's not driven by profits. It's driven not to make profit from the customer, but provide services. For the community. Now, when done right, there's a sense of achievement, a sense of fulfillment. Now, the next level beyond that is when it's quasi non-profit, when it's non-government, it's not business, but you're doing things that you're passionate about for the development of a community, for the development of a people, for the development of a society, and you're not just driven by profit-making. You are driven by sense of fulfillment. Your passion is contributing differently. You're identifying specific needs of the society 
complex needs, complex needs. In the case of our society, you're looking at things like unemployment, you're looking at things like uh, lack of basic amenities, you're looking at uh, poverty alleviation, and you're, you're motivated by trying to bring innovative solutions to these complex uh, um, uh, the challenges that affect society. And I think this is where, now if you ask me what's exciting, it's that third part, where you're not driven just for the profitability, you're not just elected or appointed into, into office, but you're driven by a passion to make a difference. Irrespective of profitability. But what Soil Entrepreneur does actually at the end of it is providing those innovative solutions may also create some, some, some form of revenue. So you're not totally dependent on donations or contributions for the survival of the organization. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, well, I'm sure that our listeners are probably peaking, learning something uh, really interesting from this conversation because I'm even peaking something. Now, so um, let me put it this way. Now, we've established that obviously um, there are different um, things that attract you in terms of um, in the public sector and working in the private sector. But let's come down to um, our, com- our, our subject for the show, which is for the love of community. Um, I, I'm going to ask you this. I know that you were once chief of staff to the deputy governor um, of Lagos State. I think that was 2003 to 2007, if I'm correct, right? Yes, yes. Okay. I, I'd like you to take us through that experience because you having to work and um, be part of you know, public service and some of the things that you've mentioned right now, um, what really, what really does the chief of staff do? I mean, like, I, I, that's assuming. I mean, I'm sure a lot of our listeners probably don't have an idea. But how does the chief of staff contribute to um, what happens in the community, or to, you know, in the overall picture of how government is being run, so to speak? To the very large extent, let's even take a country like the United States. Um, I'll give you a brief example. Okay. The 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 fact is. That chief, and then we bring it down to my specific role or the specific role of any chief of staff in public institution okay. to a governor, to a governor, or to president. Put it this way you okay. manage the president, you manage okay. the governor, deputy governor. You are the gatekeeper, you are his chief advisor, you are his chief office, you are his, you are his chief head um, uh, headhunter. You, you advise him, you coordinate all the affairs. Um, you, dis, you, 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 you coordinate, you see him. You understand administration, management, governance, politics. You are the all-rounder. You are the one shop for the president or for your principal, so to speak. So you find that, for example, in the state, in the United States, the of staff is always a very powerful person. In any state government, in uh, for any government, he's very influential. Because he decides, I mean, you, 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 you're the head on top. In terms of recruitment, in terms of selection, you know who is who, you go through the data. In terms of where he goes, who sees him. In terms of what he, in, in terms of what he speaks, where he speaks. So his speeches, you have to understand. You must know, you understand different topics. And you must go through his speeches. Nothing goes through the media on behalf of the president, on behalf of the governor, without coming through the of the chief of staff. And for the chief of staff to also be effective, then he must also ensure that this gentleman is well managed. Is your 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 his 
the chief executive officer of the principal's office, be it the governor, be it the president, to manage your his chief strategies when you're in that office. So when you say in what manner does a chief officer, well, <coughs> excuse me, putting, making sure that the hem of a man at the hem of affairs or your principal does his work diligently, effectively, productively to ensure that this performance and government is doing what he has, that means you have to be on top of the game. And that's how you contribute. You understand the state, you understand the government, you understand governance, you understand the needs of the people, you understand who is the right person, you understand who is going to be effective, you understand who has good character. You need to understand the prices, competence, conviction, commitment, character, charisma. So it's an all-round job. Mm-hmm. Basically, you're not in charge of a specific, specific uh, um, office, but you manage. Uh, you are the mm. president's president. You are the governor's governor. You are the deputy governor's governor. You are the CEO <laughs> of the organization, more or less. You know, you're the one okay. who can tell him five things that nobody else can tell him. You know? Mm. <laughs> Almost and, like, and okay, I, I get that. Yes, that's where you contribute to the development of state, but making sure things work right. The people who are doing the, meant to be doing things are doing things right. The um, the officers in the, the president's office must function completely, totally, effectively, and efficiently. Okay. Okay. Now let's let let's 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 go. Let's talk. Let's talk about um, a particular thing that interests me. I mean, um, being that um, involved in the media. And um, it's nice when you can see people coming from other sectors that also have your Sorry, hello? Um, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, I know that you have a radio show that is running on terrestrial radio, on Radio Continental. Right. Yes, I do. But preparing for public office. Okay. Drawing so, can you run us through what is what is the show about? What is what what is that show about? Prepare, preparing for public let's, service. Okay, public let's office. let's understand yes. this. It 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 stems from the main takeoff point is localized. It's very customized. Okay. It's looking at the nation okay. and our country, Nigeria. It's looking at the situation okay. we're talking about change. It's looking at the past six or up to sixteen years. And we're looking at what governance has been, what government is, what the public sector is. We're looking at situations mm. where people had dreams, aspirations, vision, but again, most of those things were not implemented, not executed. And we saw a situation where um, uh, there had to be change because people were quite disgruntled with, with, the, with the immediate past administration. Now, the idea is this. People come into public office thinking this is the only institution that you can go into without any formal training. People may not Mm. understand, in most cases, what government is about, what governance is about. It might be okay Mm. to be a businessman in the private sector, running a business for profit, but do you understand the difference when you come into government? Do you understand that in government, Mm. you're dealing with two sets of people, the careerists who are the uh, proper civil servants who come to the civil service cadre and political appointees. And it's the meeting of minds between these two groups that will bring success. So 
we are telling the main the, the main issue here is trying to get people who keep on longing for trying to aspire the elected officers and the appointees the political appointees and grooming them for this office what do you expect okay. it's like an induction program what does it entail what is government what is governance how is it different from the private sector what in the private sector, you want to get a job, you go and interview, there's the aptitude test, there are psychometric evaluation, disk profiling, and all types of things. Now, in the public sector, you're just appointed. Nobody leaks into many issues. How do you behave as a public servant? What drives you? You know, there must be accountability. And going from Nigeria, we have seen that it is not just an issue of being good. Is not an issue of being competent. We're now talking about mm. character. What drives you? What values drive you? I mean, you have um, Peter Joker telling us that 90% of um, more, uh, failure you find in, in, in office is as a result of um, um, moral failure, not love competence. So in most cases, you find out that, yes, competence or, or will get you maybe immediate success. Mm. What you do, I mean, what you know, immediate success. What you do temporarily but, uh, will give you some success. But very few get permanent success because of the values that drive them. Our society today, we speak about corruption. Populism allows, I mean, gives that room if you're not careful. Now, are you, do you do your character. We now want people who have character because corruption itself, you come to understand, is not the, the root corruption. Corruption is, is, is a branch of something, and it comes from lack of character, lack of values. Sure. Sure. So this sure. is what this sure. is about. You know, we all say we want to wipe out corruption. Perhaps the fight should not be trying to wipe out corruption. Develop in character, the development of character. character. So there's honesty, there's mm. integrity, there's accountability. Mm. All the things that create mm. a good government or good governance. So that's what preparing for public office is all about. I mean, um, accountability, political accountability, democratic accountability, financial accountability, information communication accountability. We're talking about knowing that going into public office as an executive, you must have certain things. You must understand how to lead change, how to lead people. You must understand how to drive results. You must understand building coalitions and communication. So that's what this is all about, trying to get proper people into government, who understand where we are as a nation, where we intend to go as a nation, people who are not just, and we're not just looking for character. So there's got to be character, but character must blend with competence. And beyond competence, mm. there must be commitment to the cause of the people and the commitment to the, uh, to the Federal Republic of Nigeria. Now, this is what I'm saying. Um, you are a democratically elected government. You have political appointees as well as elected officers. We have done one part mm -hmm. of this, of the people yeah. and by the people. But this is toxic. After people have done that, we it now becomes government for the people. And the idea is now to prepare the people who are going into government to realize they are going there, not for themselves, but for the people. It's not about your net worth. It's about your self-worth. Mm-hmm. Mm. Ah. It, it, it's, 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 it's the beginning of the new. It's, 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 
the new, the change, the understanding of where things are now. Where are we going as a nation? How productive are you? It's not about yourself. It's about the people. You are now a representative. You are a public servant. Not self-serving. So people are not going into government to serve themselves, but to serve the nation, to serve the people who have put them into office. That's the difference. That's what we're we're talking about when we speak about preparing for public office now. And, you know, it's the whole hog. How do you treat confidential uh, official secrets in view of a new Freedom of Information Bill? Um, Secrecy. Um, How do you manage resources? that you're responsible. How do you manage people? How do you build coalitions with public servants? How do you measure performance? What's your objective? What's your purpose for going into government? Is it to serve the nation or to serve yourself? And that's what this is all about. Okay, Henry, let me just ask, let me, let me ask you this right before we um, take a quick commercial break. Um, now, I, my, and I think it's first of all, it's an amazing idea. It's an amazing platform because um, these are issues that need to be um, discussed and trashed. And like you said, you know, um, public servants need to be prepared for the offices they are vying for. And I see this to be something that's definitely going to be beneficial to those who have um, ambition to work in the public uh, sorry, in the government, in government. But let me ask you now this: as an average regular person. How does this benefit me? Like, am I gonna? What What do I take away from listening or being part of that trip? Because again, I, I'm thinking that government, you know, works one both ways. You know, there's something that the government can do for the people, but also how? What do the people do? What, how what do they contribute? Away? Things happen Hello? here. Okay. Hello, are you there? I'm here. Hello? I can hear you. Two things. I can happen. hear you. I'm here. First and foremost, okay. for the average listener. You now understand that I be part of this institution. You begin to understand how this institution works. What has happened over the years is, oh, the public service is dirty, it's not good, it's not... And many actually, people now understand it's not rocket science. This is government. The constitution allows me to participate, and, you know, uh, without all the issues of politics and godfatherism, etc., but I have a right, I can be part of this. Two, it prepares mm. people going in there to understand that listen, there are different ways. There's accountability. There's understanding this institution. And it now it makes them also know it's not yeah. about your personal affluence. It's about you're going there to influence society, to influence change. Yeah. It's takeaway here is people now know what they want from government. They understand what government is meant to provide for them. They understand what government and governance is all about. They understand the constitution. They now have expectations from those whom they have elected in the, in, in, into office. The people who are elected into office also know that, wow, we are dealing with a more educated society. They have expectations. We have to fulfill and live up to those promises that we made. We had a manifesto. They were voted for us. Now we must implement. Now we must execute. Now we must perform because the people want results. We're moving away from the past six years where people thought you get into public office and you suffer what the Pope in his last speech went into the, to the, to the paper I'll see, where he spoke about the 15 mm. diseases of leadership. Mm. Okay. Mainly where you do not know mm. the objective of, of, of what you're meant to be 
do that. Where you become cold to the needs of the people who elected you. Where you become double-minded. I mean, schizophrenic in your leadership. And, and it's one thing to the people, and it's one thing you're doing in office. And it was one of the most, most uh, the best speeches on leadership or best papers on leadership I've ever had delivered um, uh, by anyone. I mean, a lot of wisdom in that part from the Pope there, from Pope Francis. Mm. Okay, so let, let me let me say this. Sorry to cut you, but let me just say this, okay? Because you've been talking about you know the expectations that people have. I know that you've lived in different countries. You've lived and worked in different countries. You know, you've lived in the U.S., you've lived in the U.K., you've worked there, and you're here. What are the expectations now in comparison to these other you know places that you have lived and worked, and the way Nigeria is? What are the expectations you have? Um, Oh, what are the differences and what are the expectations you have in, in, in our country, in Nigeria, trying to meet up to the standard um, or to what's obtainable in all these other countries that you have lived and worked in? No, I think first to where we are as a nation. We've had okay. 16 years, and especially the past six years, Hillbridge, um, um, uh, promises not met, um, a different kind of government tally. Now we're looking at what are the exact specific expectations. First is this. We need to, to know that those whom we have elected to office understand why they have been elected into office. We need yeah, to be sure. see signs that of change. First being, with our initial expectations, the people that the new government, will, or, or should I say in this case, specifically the new president will surround himself with. Who are those being appointed mm -hmm. into office as ministers and governors? Because it's not the intention. They sold us their intention in their manifesto, but it's the direction that will mm -hmm. make us begin to understand their destination. So what we okay. need to look at, the expectation here is going to be one where, let's see, the first 30 days, the type of people mm -hmm. who they surround themselves with, they, 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 mm -hmm. they, how they intend to manage the resources of the nation. Is there going to be financial accountability? Are they going to communicate with us? We expect that now those people will have both character that brings us back to the character and the competency. People who are assuming they be self-serving or self-seeking, but people who are oriented, who are national development oriented. So the expectations, I'm not going to go into specifics, oh, we want power, um, we want infrastructure, um, I mean, because those will come with uh, uh, well, so much Well, we do want them. It's not going to put generation and distribution of electricity. It's not going to happen in one day. Oil prices are nearly 50% than what we had. They are financial issues. So in a way, this guy made promises. Now have to sit down and tell us how they want to fulfill the promises from a financial perspective. Because you can only provide what you can afford. They, there's no magic there. They yeah. can't go out in there. And money is in there. So let us look at the low-hanging fruits. What can they do immediately? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's what they need to look at. What can we afford? What can we do in the best interest of the people of the team? And then give us a plan going mm. forward. I am now saying, yes, the people must hold them accountable, leadership accountable. We are not going to. But I think first and foremost, what I'd like to see personally is the direction. To see who are the people who are going to manage the affairs of the state. Once you see those people, you will never that's going to be, uh, there'll be corruption or no corruption. You'll understand whether it's the same and it's going to be the same old story, same old, same old. 
you'll understand where there's going to, whether there's going to be performance and productivity. Then the next step is now that this government has surrounded itself with men of men of passion, men who have performed, they begin to look at the issues and take them one by one. What are the plans for electricity? What do we want to do with a nation that uh, has lowest now at our lowest ebb when it comes to provision of electricity? Security, major issue, mm. can, cannot be disconnected from um, corruption. But again, we have to look at security that the president has vowed. He has already moved the command center, given uh, an order that can't be moved to the main zone uh, in, by itself. So we are watching all those developments. If we go into issues of, oh, I expect there to be light in 120 days, come up with There's not be light in 120 days. Oh, I expect corruption to be wiped out. No, you have to strengthen the institution, the judiciary, the EFTC. You have to move rather than three, four, five. Hello? Hello? Hear you. I hear you. I can hear you. You're not going to have, you're not going to have five institutions um, uh, functioning, uh, uh, you know, they have to be empowered, uh, you know, and, and that's what I think we want to see. I, I'd rather look at it from that perspective. Okay. 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 Uh, you know what? Let's take a quick commercial break. Let's just take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back. Have you pre-ordered your own specially autographed copy of The Naked Experience by Alex Okoroji? From timid girl to confident woman. It will make you laugh. It will make you cry. It will make you cuss. But most of all, it will be a great resource for you and your loved ones. Log on to www.alexokoroji.net to reserve your copy and win two VIP tickets to the book tour and match. The Naked Talk with Alex Kurji, and uh, we've, you know, we've been talking with uh, our special guest on the show, uh, Mr. Harry Baloko, and he's basically been educating us <laughs> on, you know, public service and, and you know, what it takes to have the right, you know, to the contributions that uh, public servants need to be making in improving in the community and the country, you know, at large. And it's been a pretty interesting conversation. We're still talking for the love of community. And I kind of do have so much more to talk to him about. Uh, 
So don't go anywhere. Meanwhile, if you're just tuning into the show, uh, don't forget that you can be part of the show. If you want to talk, speak to me or you want to um, speak to Mr. Henry, you have questions, you want to ask the contributions you want to make, uh, pick up your phone and call in. You can call in live, plus one. Two one five three eight three three seven six six. Uh, call plus one two one five three three eight three three seven six. And of course, conversation. Or you can get on Twitter and hashtag the Naked Talk and Twitter at Alex Okochi or Twitter at Henry Balogo. Uh, or follow him. You know that's his Twitter handle. Or you can get in the chat room, of course, and uh, your contributions will be read on the show. Uh, Harry, hi. Are you there? Are you still there? I'm here. I'm here, uh, Alex. <laughs> Okay. Well, just before we went, you know, on the commercial break, you, I mean, you talked quite a bit about, you know, the radio show, um, preparing for public office, and just the things that, you know, the requirements, you know, that um, people basically have for of their leaders and the things that we need, and what this new government really needs to be doing. Now, let me just throw you, let me put you in a hot seat for just for a minute. <laughs> mm-hmm. If you what. Well, you know, you, you said you mentioned the word direction, and we've talked a bit about this new government. Do you feel like you um, have, have a little bit of insight as to the direction that this government is probably going to be moving in? Do you have any idea? <laughs> Do you feel like you can preserve or you know what direction or how this government is really going to run? You know, you well, know run its government. How, do you have any idea? Well, um, I, uh, yes, I must say I do. Whether that idea or um, those ideas I may have at this stage may turn out to be the same you know, thing. What we have is we know why Nigerians voted for General Buhari. Uh, sorry, President Buhari. They believe that it was time for change. There was so much discontent. People were disgruntled. People had had enough of six years of the Jonathan administration. They believed that the country was not going in the right direction, and they wanted change. And, well, the um, APC, the opposition party, gave them a slogan that they could leave with, and it was all about change. They looked at Buhari as the better alternative in terms of a man of character, a man of integrity, and they decided that this was the man they were going to vote for, or we were going to vote for. All said and done. Now, what do we have? We believe that he will live up to what is in the APC manifest. And people are already asking. You said you were going to provide jobs. Where are the jobs? You said there were going to be meals for children in schools. Where are the meals? When will all the stats? Depend, etc. I think the direction, as we've seen, 15 names sent to the uh, um, uh, approval for 15 special advisors granted. I think the direction here is one of one, the president wants us to understand that, yes, I was a military person, uh, uh, general, but now I understand democracy. What I'm going to do is run my government based on the constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. I'm not going to witch hunt. We are not going to do things that seemingly are just going to be out of the book or not comply with the rule of law. I think this government is one saying there'll be rule of law. I think this government is telling us there'll be accountability. I think this government is saying, I will fight security to the best, um, um, uh, in the best way possible um, to seek, make sure Nigerians are secure. I think the direction of this government is going to be, if the president will surround himself with men of integrity who can also perform. Those are my thoughts. That's okay. the idea. That's where I see him going. 
Ejenu, we will know this very shortly. You can't fool Nigerians for Because I was going to say that when I was two. <laughs> okay. But I guess all of this is basically based on his Two weeks' time, Alex, his... and I see some names on that list. We know we ain't going nowhere. We see some names, we know we're going somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can keep worried about it. Once we know, we know, we know whether we're going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now let's talk about something else. You know, I've been eating to talk about this. Um, I know that you're the, you know, and this is, you know, you can't talk about community service and the love of community about humanitarian work and um, building communities and getting people together and interaction. I know that you're the founder of Ibile Foundation. Ibile Foundation, am I right? Yes, Ibile Foundation. Yes, Ibile. Right? Yes, Ibile Foundation. Okay, fine. Ibile. I have to I have to try and pronounce it correctly. Ibile. Well, it's a big, it's it right? Ibile Foundation. Ibile. Um, Ibile. Okay. Uh, basically, uh, yes, go on anyway. Okay, so Ibile Foundation. Oh, I know my I, my pronunciation is is wrong for those listening. I'm sure he's going to pronounce it well, but I know it means something in your the Yoruba word. Uh, well, but, but tell us what is Ibile Foundation about? You know, what is the foundation? Okay, basically, I'll start off with the, the, the history. Ibile, ordinarily in Yoruba, will mean heritage. But for Lagos, it is specific. Ibile represents the five original or the five um, initial regions of Lagos. We're talking about Ikeja, Badagri, Ikorodu, Lagos, and Akwe. Mm. That's where the name Ibile mm. comes from. In other words, Ibile mm. is really primarily about Lagos. It's about socioeconomic mm. development of Lagos State. It's about looking into complex mm. issues and providing solutions to those complex issues that affect us as a state or affect this mm. community. But obviously, being the breadbasket, being the commercial nerve center, then that it goes into other areas. So it's about Lagos and beyond. And basically, that's it. It's, it's getting now this, again, understanding that most corporations owned by Lagos State, I mean, the investment company, you then have the Bile Property, Bile Development. It's, 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 it's a name that resonates with Lagos. That's where that okay. name came from. Now, the second phase of it is issues confronting Lagos. Okay. We're focused on four major areas. Youth development, tourism, social mm. education, and rural development. Okay. Hello? Okay. 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 So where, 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 is, where are we starting off? I mean, what's, what's happening right now in terms of um, the different projects? I mean, you did mention the youth, rural development, social development, well, youth development. Over, so over, what, what, over, over the past few years, we've done quite a lot of this. There's been different aspects of things. In terms of teachers, for example, we've helped develop um, uh, between 2008 and 2010. We trained over 1,800 teachers in Lagos State. Um, we realized that teachers did not understand what leadership was about, educational leadership, teaching the leader as a teacher, the role of a teacher as a leader, leader in helping. So we partnered with a private organization and we provided training for teachers in Lagos State. We did a lot of training with the Lagos State Executive Council um, and, and we've done things on that line. We also then realized that 
there's something about Lagos that, and I'm sure we'll get to that, so I won't jump the gun. But we also mm-hmm. then looked at the issue of youth, and we tried to propose to the state government the Youth Economic and Empowerment Program, YIP, which now is um, A4YE, Action for Youth Empowerment or Action for Youth Employment. And those wow. are the areas. We're trying wow. to begin to look at situations. Um, we're trying to champion the cause for Yes Nigeria, which is Youth Employment Service Nigeria. Those are things we're working on. Donnie um, has been one of, it's been very foundational. Right now, we're now moving into the stage of um, serious execution of projects which we have tried. We're trying to ensure that whether or not government is involved, we move on. As long as where approvals are what's needed, we can get the approvals. But we then want to move on with implementing, um, for example, our youth, our youth project, our tourism project. Um, that's where we're at, Alex. Um, because uh, something you said just resonated. I mean, you, I mean, you mentioned quite a num- number of things. You talked about the yes project. Um, I remember um, one of the senators, the newly elected senators, uh, who is it? Uh, what's his name? Members. I mean, he was tweeting one of those his Twitter rants. He did mention something. You know, he said, "Oh, you know, there are 170 million people, you know, in this country, in Nigeria, and almost a uh, hundred million. You know, maybe the most important ministry." Isn't William, but the ministry of, ministry of Youth, you know, and how people can create um, the right kind of infrastructure and development, but um, you know, basically develop the youth of this well, country. Uh, so I think, well, it's, yeah, it's, you're gonna it's, sorry. Yeah, now I'm listening. Well, Alex, it's interesting. I don't know. You know, the National Youth Service Corps um, today was set up by General Yakubugawa in nineteen. Um, 73, um, 42 years exactly today, um, and uh, there was a there was a radio show this morning. Um, NYC officers who came in, you know, what's been the achievement? Why was this set up? The unification of the country just post war. They needed to bring the country together, and whether it's leading to the, you know up to the current expectations of modern day Nigeria. Mm-hmm. And I have to explain that what we've done is similar to what Martin Luther King said, which is, look, the youth have arrived at a destination. We gave them a check. They presented the check, and it's now being returned to them, saying insufficient funds. In other words. There are no jobs. And like the song by um, William McDowell, which is um, What Happened to Us. What happened to us as a nation? Where did we lose it? Where did we become a nation that we forgot to prepare for the future? And I try now to then understand, and I'm going somewhere with this, Alex. Youth, what, what do we mean when we say youth? Do we look at youth just in terms of age? Just in terms of gender? Just in terms of this group of people? No. Youth, and I explained today, National Youth Service Corps means the National Reengineering Service Corps, the National Reinvention Service Corps, the National Development Service Corps, the National Future Service Corps, the National um, um, Vision Service Corps, the National Strategy, because the future belongs to the youth. They own it. Mm. And when we begin to understand that we must develop the youth of our country if we're going to have a future. We must ensure that they come and the promises we made to them, we don't relent on those promises. We cannot continue to have so many unemployed youth. We cannot continue 
to leave them without skills acquisition. And even when we give them skills acquisition, we do not give them the entrepreneurial or entrepreneurship training that is required for them to grow strong businesses. We do not begin to teach them in terms of government and governance. So that word youth, actually, I think it's been belittled because it's just looking at a group of people, but not looking at what these people really represent. They represent everything our nation stands for in terms of the tomorrow of this country, the Federal Republic of Nigeria. Oh wow. Okay. Um, now let's let 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 let's talk about because you know we'll be talking about the election and the projects that are waiting to take. And there is one in particular that kind of interests me. <laughs> you know me, I, can, I like to talk about things that interest me, but there's one in particular that I, I have a bit of an idea. And, you know, I'm hoping, like, for the sake of my listeners, that they, you know, get to learn a bit more about it. Um, let me ask you this. Um, first of all, um, I'm, I consider myself to be a Lagosian. I've lived in Lagos all my life. I mean, I was raised here, you know, but I don't think I know anyone who loves Lagos <laughs> more than me or who loves Lagos like oh, I do. Well, Mr. Lagos, um, you know what? No, I what said. Uh, no, I just. I said. I said I'm Mr. Lagos. You're speaking to Mr. Lagos, the Lagos centric Oh yeah, I'm man. speaking to Mr. Yes, exactly. So, so that means that quite a number of us that love Lagos, and that brings me to a particular campaign that has been pretty much in my face and on my mind, and I'm sure that you know people probably start to hear about it soon. Um, what is what is this? What is I love Lagos about? Because I, I know that this you created that um, created it basically. Um, but what is I love Lagos? What is I love Lagos? Because I keep hearing I love Lagos. I saw something somewhere, some T-shirt somewhere. I love Lagos. I read something somewhere. I love. What is I love Lagos? What is it about? I because Lagos. I love Lagos, but I kind of want to know. I love Lagos. Is really about the city of Lagos. It's about. Africa's own bigger pole. It's about this vibrant mega city and confluence of people who are always on the go, uh, you know, and with a can-do way of life. It's it's a Lagos is an interesting city. So what we're bringing about is about the signs, the sounds. I mean, I wanted to do this in your language, Alex. We're trying to get the romantic <laughs> part of Lagos. We want people to lie with Lagos. We want them to love Lagos. We want them to you know, have intimacy and understand what Lagos has to Maybe. offer. This attractive mm. city. You know, we want them to get into bed with Lagos, if I may put it that way. But yeah, really, that's the word I was it, actually waiting for. It. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's one thing. And we want them to experience that ecstasy, to experience that feeling. Mm. We want them to experience the robust love that Lagos has to offer. And Lagos means a lot to a lot it means different things. It means um, empowerment. It means um, um, entertainment. It means business. It means tourism. It has confluence people. Lagos does something to you. People describe it as a melting pot. No, Lagos is not a melting pot. It's a salad bowl because you can distinguish. You know how the <laughs> salad bowl is. Melting pot means everything is just mushed and mushed in. But a salad bowl, you can recognize the tomatoes, you can recognize the lettuce, you can recognize the onions, the eggs, the um, the shrimps, the whatever is in there. And that's what Lagos oh. is. It's that confluence. It's a lovely, superb salad, the most exciting salad bowl on the universe. I mean, it's it's fast and at the same time it's slow. 
It's rugged and at the same time it's peaceful. It's 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 mm. exciting and at the same time I would never use the word boring. It could be less exciting. Mm. It, 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 it's it's unique and at the same time it's just everywhere. I call because the hub with the hub up. You know, at the point in time I know when arriving in London, BA will describe it as the the, the hub without the hub up. No, 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 no. That's not Lagos. Lagos is the hub with the hub up. It's always on the go. It's always on the move. It's everything that a traveler or a resident could possibly be looking for. It's got a varied culture. It's got a culture, colorful lifestyle. Tropical beaches. It's a uh, beaches. It's Lively people, leisure spots, extreme activities. I mean, you know, continental and local and streets to cuisine. Where else would you find Suya for goodness sake? <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I mean, so, you know, so it, Lagos appeals. Now, this is Alex's language. It appeals to all your senses. Yes, yes. Senses, you know, Lagos is full of sights, sounds, smells. Taste, feelings. You know, you can hear Lagos moan, and you can hear Lagos groan. You know, and <laughs> groan. You, can hear Lagos call, you understand? <laughs> Sorry, Alex, but you've got oh to go. Oh my God, Harry! I'm, no, <laughs> but if you know what's interesting about this, I'm sure that people who are listening, wherever they are listening right now, they want to come to Lagos because you sold Lagos like the way you just sold Lagos right now. If I was oh. listening, I'm picking up my packing up my bags. I'm going to the airport buying a ticket, and I want to come to Lagos and see this. You know, this that you're describing it's so much oh, yes. passion. It's about celebrating. There's enough said about what might be wrong with this city. Enough said about the challenges of, uh, in this city. But some of us naturalized or by birth, we're Lagosians, and we want to celebrate what's right with Lagos. And there's so much right mm. about the city. That's what I love. Lagos is about. That's what the campaign is about. That's what the proposed I Love Lagos tour is about. That's why we want to go around the 20 and the 30 local governments and 20, 37 local uh, council development areas. That's why we want to go on a tour saying, show us. That's why we want to launch the Why I Love Lagos campaign, the Lagos Love War. Mm. This is just something that, you know, uh, I'm sorry, Alex, uh, I'm passionate about Lagos. I mean, I've lived in other parts. I've lived in exciting places. I mean, I've lived in London. I've lived in Miami. <laughs> what did you say? No, I said go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, that's why you know, you're on the Naked Talk. It's Florida, and, and a you point know. in time, I remember getting it when I moved from London to Florida, and someone said to me, how are you finding Florida? And I said, look, man, I've reached my where I'm going to die. I mean, in terms of beautiful city, <laughs> lovely city, tell you something. There's something different, you know. You know, you know. I I could think now. There is something that makes me, you know. There's just something about Lagos, and you just want to love the city. <laughs> and I think for those of us who are here, we we just must do the right thing. We just must try and love the city, yeah. irrespective of the yeah. challenges which we are not hiding from. I mean, where do you want to go? The the beaches, the clubs. Um, um, you know, you, you want to go to restaurants. You have everything here, and cinema. every city, cinema, every every city in Nigeria. I dare say Africa. I dare say a greater part. Everyone is in Lagos. This is the salad bowl of the universe. Come to Lagos, enjoy Lagos, sleep with Lagos, lie with Lagos, love Lagos, romance Lagos, be intimate with Lagos, <laughs> produce children with Lagos. Come on, have this undying affair. On uh, you know, and guess what? 
Nobody will, you know, fight you for just loving Lagos. Your wife won't fight you because she wants to be. Your husband won't fight you. This is one affair you can have that nobody is going to have a grouse with you. That's what Lagos brings to you. You know what? You know what's so funny? Because it kind of makes me. I mean, I'm thinking about. I'm just thinking about everything that you're saying. And sometimes when I travel, like sometimes you know you're stressed. You know, you're sometimes you look at the things that are not working, and you're like, you know what? Okay, I just want to get away. And the moment you get away, you can't wait to get back. Like oh, you yeah. just, for some reason, you feel like, oh, God, I need to come back home. Like that's home. And when you get into Lagos, the moment you start to hear even something as silly as, you know, just you know, the, exactly. you know, the double you driver. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you don't like traffic. Oh, you don't like people. Oh, well, you don't like people. You need to get out of the universe. That's, I mean, there's six billion people here. But you know, you must like people. I mean, if you're in Lagos, there are loads of us here. You know, nearly 21 million. Oh yeah, but it's not a problem. It's not. A, it's a challenge. But we're looking for solutions. That's what again, why Bile comes into it. You see, I mean, oh yes, um, there's traffic. Oh wow, I dare say. Love Lagos, love life, love Lagos, love traffic. <laughs> you know, okay, the roads will me, come. <laughs> the roads will come. It will get I mean, better. Just, but let, for let, now, me let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. Sorry to cut you, but let me do this. I know that because when you kept saying stuff about Lagos being the salad bowl and everyone here is re- represented in Lagos, um, that's pretty much what some people think about another particular city. Like people would what? say, for example, New York. Someone would say that you know, you, you know, every tribe is, repre- is represented in the city of New York. Do you feel do you feel like you can put Lagos and New York sites? That are, are there any other cities that you can compare in terms of how people or its people um, represent the city or how they love or how they treat the city? Are there any other places that you can compare in terms of um, tourism? In terms of people, in terms of the, you know, the uh, diversity, you know, in terms of culture, diversity in culture, um, people, representation, you know, are there, you know, cities that you can compare side by side with Lagos and say, okay, they're up to par, or you know, they're in company. I'm, I'm just asking. You, you know, why we refer? That's why Lagos is referred to as Africa's own big apple. We, you know, you have cities like okay. New York. I mean, New York is there, and oh yes, I mean, multicultural, diverse. Still, again, we refer to as a salad, as a melting pot, but again, I, I don't think it's a melting pot. Um, or it's just, you know, just for use want of a bad use of a better word. Um, then you're looking at London. Although most people do not understand, it's very cosmopolitan. You see, that's why when they refer to Lagos, uh, you know, there are some cities, and you can look at it, the cosmopolitan cities, um, 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 London, New York, um, I'm not sure, Tokyo, but cosmopolitan means that there's so many diverse um, um, cultures, so many different people, but they come into this place and they blend. Even in in, the, in, the, in their own in their own world in their own sphere. So at times I keep on saying that Lagos is not just a mega city or metropolitan. Lagos is a cosmopolitan city. You see, now in comparing, oh yes, apart from the level of development, we cannot divide. I mean, um, take away from that in terms of the real, in terms of traveling, in terms of security. I mean, yes, the, those countries have their issues also, but. Um, in terms of representation of people, I I, ha, I I I dare say that 
<laughs> it would be difficult to find another Lagos anywhere. Um, it's unique. At the same time, diverse. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know. Okay, we seem to have a listener on the show. Okay. Well, if you're listening, sorry, if you're listening and you want to contribute to the show, um, I see a couple of people calling in. Don't forget to use your hand raising effect, dial one, so we know that you want to speak to either myself or um, my guest on the show, or if you want to contribute. Just make sure you, you use your hand raising effect. Press one so we know that you want to talk. Because um, I see a number of people dialed into the show. Okay, um, Henry. We're talking about um, the I Love Lagos campaign. Now, um, let me put it this way. How can how can people join this campaign? I mean, how can people get involved, people who love Lagos? Um, and I'm sure that we're not the only ones who care about Lagos. A lot of people, um, I mean, that's why Lagos is growing in number. I mean, a few years ago, where how, how many people were in Lagos now? We're over 21 million, and more people are moving into Lagos and coming to Lagos. What do you think is the major um, cost or the major reason for um, the increase in population in terms of or in terms of the attraction of the city? Why are people so attracted to Lagos? Lagos keeps increasing in terms of its population. Well, um, again, it's a breadbasket of the nation. It's an exciting place to be. It's um, the most developed um, city, so to speak, or state in Nigeria. Um, it's forever evolving. Yeah. Um, it's the you know the mm-hmm. commercial nerve center. So people gravitate to Lagos because this for many reasons: um, uh, education, commercial, uh, better life. They all want to come here. We're asking for national development now, so that some people also have in their own various um, states, they're able to stay back there and they don't have to come into Lagos. But Lagos will still be that place. Um, basically, perhaps it was once the federal capital. But yeah. the continuous development, people have come become used to the idea of, even across Africa, Lagos is the place mm-hmm. to be. Lagos is the place to go. That will continue for a while. Um, Lagos will continue to, to, to evolve, will continue to grow, and people will continue to, again, I repeat, gravitate towards the city. Um, that's what's responsible. Um, the roads are there. You have road network. Rail network. I think people commercial. I mean, in other states that you don't find jobs, you might find jobs in Lagos. So basically, um, you know, different people, different reasons. But uh, if it's Nigeria, it's got to be Lagos. Okay. 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 So how how now let's now let's streamline it to this particular campaign, the I Love Lagos campaign. How can people get in? How can regular people get involved in terms of showing their love and their solidarity for the city of Lagos? I think first there's the external and there's the internal. The external is that we begin generally as a people to appreciate our city. We begin to celebrate our city. We begin to do the right things in our city. We begin to behave more like, um, you know, for, you know, knowledgeable and educated citizens. We obey traffic laws. We um, obey environment laws. Um, we, we keep our city tidy. We, we, we um, operate basically those things, you know. I, I, it's different behavior even in terms of being on our roads, the way we drive, etc. But internalizing and coming back to I Love Lagos, I'll say this, because it's going to be a massive campaign. Well, I'll ask you first and foremost, um, like you know, 
like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, um, post your your photographs. I mean, once you, we we want people to see things that are exciting, things that are stunning, things that are different, things that are humor, you, you know, that bring humor, different things that are stupid, you know, things that may be foolish, and you just share them on like and share them on um, fa- uh, Facebook.com Love Lagos. Uh, we we want tell us why you love Lagos. We want to do the I love Lagos. Share on the wall. So if you just write and say I love Lagos because put it on a you know on a video. Put it on a CD, and we want to grow this community. So it's it's like just just sh- continue sharing with us why you love Lagos. What's so good about the city? Why are you here? I love Lagos. Is, I mean, we went on a campaign once um, around the city of Lagos. This was a trial. I just went to some place a place where you had just laborers, laborers, and they were reluctant at first. Then we showed them there were no cameras. We just wanted to find out. And somebody said, oh, I love Lagos because um, this is where I can bring my children and they'll find education. Another said, I love Lagos because this is where we will find a job or we can find jobs or I can oh, find wow. jobs. The most amazing for me was when we went to Oniru and there was this lady on what I'll call a shack with a baby. I mean, this is someone you will look at and for her, it was like, you know, you feel sorry. But we spoke with her. At first, she was also reluctant. Then she started. And I'll say this in the language that she spoke, Pigeon English. And she said, make her tell you, Gami, I love this Lagos. I love Lagos because when I come Lagos, you see that up, upstairs there, pointing at a building. Now, house girl are they do, which is a housemaid or a nanny. But see My me God. now. I own my own shop. And I was looking at this shop on top of a gutter uh, made of wood with a baby there. But you know what? It's not only Dangote that has made it in Lagos. That lady felt she had made it in Lagos. So we want people to share with us how have you made it in Lagos. You don't have to be a billionaire to have made it in Lagos. You don't have to be a trillionaire. That lady believes that, look, I've come to Lagos and I've made it in Lagos. So this is what we're talking about, the love of this city, where you can come from anywhere in Nigeria, anywhere in the world, and you come and share your story of how I made it in Lagos. And you can share that. That's, so it's first to grow the community. Then we begin to do positive things. We begin to look at areas of need. The collaboration with I Love Lagos and Ibile. We begin to look at where we can become uh, people who help others in the society. We begin to look at how we can create employment. But the whole thing first is that love of Lagos, that love of that city, that exhilarating, that exuberant city. We just want to love this city called Lagos. Oh, and we wow, want to be wow, part of it. Wow. <laughs> so if you're listening first of all to all you know to all our listeners if you're listening uh um you can join the I love Lagos campaign and you don't necessarily need to be Lagos to join that I mean even if you're a tourist you're coming from some other country I mean there's I mean there's so many things to love in Lagos uh you know we have great um apps entertainment we've got great music great uh tourist sports restaurants you know hotels okay I, I feel like I'm like giving some kind of art, but really, I live in Lagos and I'm broadcasting. Even though my station is in New York, I'm broadcasting live in Lagos, Nigeria, and so Lagos really is um, a beautiful place. But let's take a quick commercial break, um, and uh, we'll definitely be back. Are you a registered member of Alex's Block Community ABC? Then what are you waiting for? Join now to receive updates and all activities on Alexander and her Naked Thoughts 
at www.alexokoruji.net to contribute, interact with other interesting ABC users, and win special giveaways. QTAB Events, your one-stop shop for A-class events and entertainment, international artist management and promotion, logistics management, project management, and brand enhancement, with affiliates across South Africa, UK, Benin Republic, Togo, Ghana, Ivory Coast, Burkina Faso, and Cameroon. Won't you rather let our dynamic team treat you like the respectable clients that you are, taking away the stress from your business. Taking away the stress from your business. Conversation with my guest, my special guest on the show, Mr. Henry Balagul. And, you know, he's taking us through a very interesting conversation about what it takes to be in public service, what we expect from our leaders, and we've talked about the Vila Foundation. We've also talked about the I Love Lagos campaign. We've talked about so many things, and he's described Lagos in, in probably the most colorful description I've ever heard about the city of Lagos. So uh, first of all, wherever you're listening from, you know, don't forget, um, you can um, call into the show if you want to call into the show. Just don't forget to dial the number. Uh, the number to dial is plus one, 215-383-3766. Uh, you can dial plus 1-215-383-3766. If you this live show, don't forget, you can always come back and listen to... Um, of course, you've got to listen to the podcast. Uh, you can listen to the podcast. Uh, and, you know, let your friends, let people share. Don't forget to share this. Share this with people. There's so much um, um, wisdom on the show. I mean, he talks a lot about um, the requirements in terms of public, you know, in terms of leadership in the, in the public domain, in terms of uh, the requirements for public service and those who have, um, who, who have public ambition the ambition to be involved in public service, as well as um, even just updating yourself, in, you know, on on Lagos as a city. I mean, there are a lot of people who live outside um, the, the country, Nigeria, who or who even live outside Africa, even Nigerians who live in diaspora in other countries, who really haven't, you know, I mean, we seem to basically, um, what is it called, promote the negativity 
of the the challenges, for lack of a better word, the challenges that you know we have in the city as opposed to promoting the beauty of uh, um, of our city Lagos. Um, Harry, hi, are you still there? Hi, how are you, Alex? Still here okay. with you. Okay, <laughs> we're we're back. Okay, um, we don't have so much time left. I mean, we have about what twelve, fourteen minutes, you know, more to go. But I mean, we've had a pretty interesting conversation, and. Um, you know, we're talking about, back to the I Love Lagos campaign. I mean, I know that there are a little bit of some sort of mini pro- projects. Um, I've heard about a gold tour. I don't know if you want to talk about any of it, um, but I think I have an idea. I mean, I've, I've seen quite a number of things that caught my attention. And from what I got, basically, we're trying to build a community of um, positive, positive-minded citizens, if if I'm correct, right? Yes, exactly. We're trying lovers of Lagos. <laughs> lovers of Lagos, yes. Oh, you know. you're 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 speaking my language. Lovers yeah. of Lagos. We want, we want people who can be <laughs> so, naked with Lagos. You know. Who can be naked with Lagos? <laughs> <laughs> we want people to have a naked <laughs> talk with Lagos. You know, a naked talk about <laughs> Lagos. <laughs> Okay, this is crazy. Oh my god, I mean, I'm influencing some people. Like I'm, I don't know, my I'm Goshen and I'm naked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, this is the naked talk. Are you allowed to? I mean, the show is unscripted, totally unscripted, uncut, unfiltered. You're allowed to say whatever you want to say. This is the one place where you're allowed to see who you really are and say what's on your mind and say the way it is. And like he said, I mean, he, you know. They want what Ibile Foundation wants is for lovers of Lagos to be naked with Lagos and have a romance with Lagos and love Lagos and strip Lagos. <laughs> anyway, um, it's been an interesting intimate, have intimates, build intimacy, strong intimacy with the team. I know. <laughs> okay, um, let's talk. I know that you also um, are. You seem to contribute. I, I, I'm going to ask you. Uh, I just want to throw you, you know what's different like, about Lagos, Alex? If I may cut in. Okay. You never get to the climax. You can't. You can't get to the climax. <laughs> you can't get enough of it. <laughs> no matter how much oh you get, of it, you never get it. Oh my of god. <laughs> The, the expressionist is totally influencing people wrong. Oh, my God. Did you hear what he said? The thing about Lagos is you never get to the climax. So you're just... <laughs> you never get okay, that's a, is that a Is that a good thing? Is that a good thing? Is that a good thing? Well, the more you get, really? the more you want. <laughs> There's always the more you something get, the more you to explore. You never bother so, Lagos. So they never get... <laughs> you never pick up Lagos. Lagos, you never get tired of Lagos. Okay, I get you. I get that. I get that. So that could be actually be a good thing because Lagos can go as many rounds as you know as it wants. Oh my you can go as many rounds. As it wants. <laughs> you know, I mean, you can have fun. You can enjoy the city of Lagos. And never sleeps. The cities are never oh, sleeping, yeah. right? So I, I kind of get. I kind of get to where you're coming from. It, that's that. it. You see, it just keeps going. You know, all day long, all night long. Lagos never stops. Lagos <laughs> never sleeps. Lagos keeps watching over you. I mean, well, apart from obviously the man up there, the god. Oh yeah, yeah. But you know, Lagos is always awake. You know, <laughs> never gets tired. 
Okay, let me ask you this. I know that, you know, recently you've been quite a bit in the media with, first of all, with your radio show on on the Radio Continental. And then, of course, you've been making quite a number of appearances, I mean, especially during the election season. You've been, like, you know, on TV. I know that you're a TV commentator. You've been giving your own um, thoughts, sharing your own thoughts. Uh, basically on television. Now, let me ask you this, and I'm throwing this to you because, you know, I'm a media person and, the you know, the arts is my, that's my home. So I'm going to ask you this. Which do you prefer? Let's take a look. Which do you prefer, being on TV or being on radio? Oh, okay now. Um, <laughs> that woke me up because I was looking for other ways to describe Lagos, and now, you know, um, I, was, I was busy thinking about how to explain that Lagos could be hard and strong and at the same time very soft-centered and tender. But now you've gotten oh, into a major issue here. <laughs> Alex, well, you I started. I wanted to throw you on the bus. I was just going to... <laughs> I thought but, it was but, ready to know my let, fault. Let's go to it. You know what, Alex? Um... I must say this. I would okay. give for me, I really, really would say 50-50. I love the radio. I love this, which I'm doing with you. The ability to speak freely, you know, um, and just communicate with um, people. But there's something about TV. There's something about live. There's something about that also excites me. Um, I think for the time being, I'll gravitate um, on a fifty-fifty, and then maybe as time goes on, we'll see which one. Uh, Are you sure you're not being you're not being a politician right now? Because you, you're being a politician right now, so that's fifty-fifty. Okay, I know if you asked me the same thing, I probably say the same thing myself. Because you know, I like being on TV and I like being on But the most important part is that we get we get a medium to share our thoughts and that we're able to somehow um, help build thought leaders and you know provoke. Mindful well, and educate people, and this has really been, you know, interesting. I learned a lot, you know, just listening to you talk about politics and, you know, preparing our leaders for office. I just think that I'm sure that, you know, people are going to definitely be getting a lot of wisdom listening to your show on the radio. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, so and let me ask you just before we wrap. Yeah. No, go on, Alex. Go on, Alex. Okay, just before we wrap, I'm looking at the time. We don't have so much time left on the show. But just before we wrap the show, do you have any? Are there any parting words, things you want to share with us about Lagos and or HB and you know what HB has in stock in terms of all the things that he's doing? Well, um, I think I, I think that will be HB. Um, we'll see as it evolves. Um, uh, all the different things we're looking at in terms of bringing them down to the social entrepreneurship, um, the development. But I'll say this as parting words, honestly. I wish we had Teddy Pendergrass, that song. Um, it's so good, loving Lagos, <laughs> and Lagos will love you back. Um, when love you want to talk about 50-50 uh, love. Um, not 60-50, so not but 50-50 love. 50-50 love with Lagos, you know. That's what we want. We want... It, it is, look, and there's a second part to the project, which you know about, son of Alex. It's about loving Lagos, mm. but guess what? Lagos is also the city that loves, loves you back. Exactly. So, who doesn't want, I mean, think about it. Who doesn't want to love someone, you know, everyone wants, you know, you love someone, you want the person to love you right, right back, right? Exactly. So you exactly. love Lagos. Exactly. Lagos, Lagos, love right love, Lagos will love you back like you've never been loved before, I tell you today. <laughs> Alex, you've got me going <laughs> okay. now, right? 
<laughs> well, that's why the Naked Talk with Alex Gurdjieff, you can say anything you want to say. Free, feel free. So it's been an interesting show. Thank you so much for honoring sure. us with your presence and being right here on the show. It's been an interesting conversation. And I hope you're going to come back some other time. You know, we think about something else. Maybe something, you know, something outside politics. and Or maybe just to find out how it's going with the public project. Because um, obviously, there's quite a bit. I'm sure there's a lot in store. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I've been able to get a whiff of what's happening, so I'm even excited myself because whether I like it or not, I'm definitely going to be part of this project, whether Thank I like you. it or not. So I, I love Lagos. I love Lagos myself. So I mean, Thank why not? People love um, Lagos. Yeah. Thank you. Thank <laughs> why you not show my solidarity and my love to Lagos? It's nice having you on the show. Do have a a, a great and awesome um, evening. Okay, guys, if you're still listening to the show, um, it's still the Naked Talk with Alex Guruji. And um, it's been an interesting conversation. I had so much fun talking to Mr. Harry Baluku. First of all, oh, God, he's crazy. Like, Jesus, I'm, thinking, I'm starting to think I'm having, like, <laughs> some bad influence on, peop- on my guests. You know, like everybody gets on the show and they're just so free and they're just having so much fun. And that's really what expression is about. You know, you want to be somewhere where you feel you can say, communicate the things you need to say. Whether When you need to tell the hat truth, you can tell the hat truth. When you need to joke about something or laugh about something, you don't feel like you need to pretend or you need to sugarcoat the situation or um, present something, present what is not. So it was very interesting, first of all, you know, digging into his um, wealth of knowledge and having him pack so much wisdom as well as sharing his thoughts and, um, of course, talking to us about Filia Lagos. And, I, I, you know, I'm just going to say this to everybody. Whether you live in New York or in London, wherever the Nigerians are in diaspora, even if you're a foreigner, you come into Africa, Lagos, like he said, is a is a fruit salad, is a bowl of salad. Um you know, and, and, and that's true, you know, because we have pretty exciting personalities. We've got great entertainment. We've got fantastic artists. We have some of the biggest artists in Africa here in Nigeria, um, actors, musicians, writers, um, broadcasters. We've got, you know, business. I mean, for God's sake, we have some of, uh, I mean, Times Times Magazine has some of our, you know, our own people making it to, to the Times, you know, to Forbes and all of that. So, we definitely, you know, represent and we've got interesting minds, intellectuals, thought leaders, people doing different things every day to build their community and contribute to um, social welfare and the development of the community. And which is, you know, I mean, I belong to um, a social pressure group um, for NL for New Lagos and for New Lagos also, you know, great minds, people who are interested in developing the community and um, um, first of all, contributing, standing up, you know, um, using the social responsibility, becoming socially responsible um, to the society. It's been an amazing show. Uh, God, I, I don't even want it to end. Uh, oh, my God. It's been an amazing Friday radio special. I know we do this, usually do this every Wednesday, and we're going to be making it really regular, Friday, Wednesday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, I have so much more lined up, or I definitely do have, you know, a secret. I'm probably going to announce in the next show today. Um, you know, remember Joan Trepper, our the citizens uh the US citizens advocate. We're gonna be having how Joan Trepper special. We'll talk about that some other time. But hey, have you been to my blog recently? Don't forget to stop by at www.alexgurgy.net. Yes, I'm the expressionist and I tell it like it is. I say what's on my mind. I don't care who's ox is 
boards. I just, you know, the whole purpose is basically this to empower the mind, you know, let people be aware, preach presence of mind. It's not like when presence in your mind and when you have the freedom to um, to say what you have to say, to get it out there without feeling like, you know, you're, you have to be or represent something that you're not, you know. Um, it's just, you know, feeling free. There's, not, there's no freedom like being able to express what you're thinking and, you know, what's on your mind. So that's the whole idea. So don't forget, check out my blog. Follow up if you've missed anything. Catch up, catch up. Um, do you have my mobile app? Download my Android mobile app. Just go to the Google Play Store. Look, search for Alex Okoroji and download. You can easily access my blog, the radio show, my store, my online store. And, of course, you can, if you want talk therapy, you can um, also access, um, you can get my booking page on, yes, Ask Alex at askalex.setmore.com. I mean, all of this you can just access from, from the mobile app. You can carry me wherever you're going. Take me with you. Take me. <laughs> Take me with you. So make sure you download my mobile app at the Google Play Store. Uh, visit my, uh, what's it called, my online store. Don't forget to check out my online store. I got my audio podcast album. I got my book, which is coming pretty soon. Um, what else? Let's see. Yes, you can get, you can buy Talk Therapy Time. If you want to chat privately with me one-on-one, and we can get to talk about some of the things that you, and like I said, it's it's okay to talk. It's, it's okay to talk, you know. Um, don't ever feel like you need to stifle your voice and you need to hold back your voice. Just, you know, just let it be. Let it go. Just let it go. Okay. Uh, what else? What have I been up to? Oh, there's so much. Yes, the Naked Challenge. The Naked Challenge is coming up. I'm going to be hosting um, a video conference, a webinar. Uh, a web seminar, an online video conference on July. July? Is it July? Yes, July July 11th. It's a Saturday, July 11th. I'm going to be hosting the Naked Challenge 101 from idealist to realist. And I'm going to be telling you how to get off, how to get off the mental challenge and holding yourself back. I mean, a lot of people do that. I, I used to be the typical idealist, uh, but I've gone from dreaming, having this perfect idea on how to transform the ideas in my mind to reality. And we can talk about that. And definitely, you could, you know, you can follow up on the progress so far on my blog. You can go to my blog, www.alexokurji.net, and register there. Make sure you attend the seminar. As always, don't forget, I love you. Um, you're super, 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 super. Let's do this again next week, Wednesday. Talk Wednesday, our regular Talk Wednesday. Um, and I've got great guests on the show. Great, amazing show. Don't forget, this is the one place where you can get real, authentic conversation. If you know anyone who's missed the show, don't forget to come back and get back here um, on the channel, blogtalkradio.com slash talk, or they can go to my site, my official site or my blog. Or, yeah, so just get on the app, and they can listen to the show that they've missed. Have a great, amazing, enjoy the rest of your day. I love you. Mwah. Bye.
listening to The Naked Talk with Alex Okorochi. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.